Shut up and sit down. for joining us here on the fifth episode of cinema from the dark side podcast dude guys number five this is ridiculous uh so we got a very awesome episode here for you guys today we're doing going to be doing ghost in the shell and this is going to be another original versus remake type episode we're going to compare between the 1995 or four 95 1995 animated ghost in the shell versus the 2017 live action ghost in the shell starring scarlett johansson so that's going to be really awesome to hear. So uh, first things first, let me go ahead and introduce my co-host, Mike. Mike, how you doing? Doing all right today. And uh, guys, TJ's been on almost every episode, except one now. So it's going to be ridiculous to keep calling him a special guest. He's going to be on here, not all the time, but he's going to be here frequently. He's just going to be an interim host. So <laughs> TJ, how are you? I am doing well, thank you. Perfect. All right, guys. So before we get into anything, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor mjdartworks.com matt dawson does awesome work he's the guy who did our artwork for our facebook soundcloud and itunes and you can check out his website mjdartworks.com to look at some cool acrylic paintings watercolor paintings and sketches all right guys so without further ado let's go ahead and get into our first bit of movie news here and i'll take it away we got han solo origin movie um basically they revealed the timeline as to how they they are going to go ahead and do this. All right, so Han Solo. Basically, they revealed the timeline between what's going to be happening for this movie. And basically, it takes it picks off with Han Solo when he was 18 and takes him all the way to when he's 24. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how he became the Han Solo we know and love because apparently Han Solo is not his real name is what they actually tell us in here. It's actually kind of a nickname and it's going to reveal how he got that. So Mike, what do you think about this? Are you excited to see the new Han Solo movie? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see a lot of, you know, offshoots in the Star Wars franchise, um, provided they don't destroy, you know, my vision on it. But the, uh, you know, Han Solo, one of, you know, customary favorite characters rogue badass yep um running around the skies i like to see danny glover um that's right playing lando it's gonna be really really cool it's actually um, donald glover danny Don- glover oh, fucking enough. plays donald lethal glover. weapon yeah yeah that's right <laughs> you racist <laughs> <laughs> um but donald glover um so i i mean i'm excited to see i like origin stories um even if they butcher them like they did with wolverine um, you yes. know, I, I, I like origin stories a lot. I, I think it's very interesting to find out where our favorite characters came from. Right. I, I can tell you, I'm definitely excited to see, like, how he met Chewbacca, how he met Lando, how mm-hmm. that all those relationships started. Yeah, TJ, anything you're like, I know, I, like, I know you like Star Wars. Oh, but... yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'd say that I think that of all the characters they could do an origin story for, I think Han Solo is the most interesting. That's the, right. best, the best pick they could make because, um, Han Solo showed up as just sort of someone who was there already. Like, he was completely established. He didn't really... I mean, his character developed over, you know, the Star Wars, the original trilogy, but... Right. He just sort of... His character just sort of advanced. It didn't really develop. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word develop. Right. Because he either. was already, you know, stubborn, you know, badass, you know, do whatever the fuck he wants type of guy. Yep. Um, so it, I think it'll be really interesting to see how he got to become that 
type of individual. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can't wait. I know Donald Glover is a great actor. I think he's going to make a great Lando. I've seen some of the set pictures. Apparently, Woody Harrelson's in this movie. I don't know what role he plays. Hmm, Maybe Han's father, which would be weird. But uh, but I don't know what role he plays. But yeah, the, and the dude who's playing Han Solo looks like Han Solo. That's yeah. what I'm like yeah. pretty impressed about. So yeah, so that's awesome. I can't wait to see this movie. Uh, it's not going to come out till. 2018 so sorry folks uh we, the no, last that's, jedi that's, has to come out that's this not year that first. long that's <laughs> yeah. not that bad there's some there's sometimes they announce movies and like this will be out in 30 years like <laughs> yeah to star wars fans it's an eternity yeah i'm sure <laughs> especially since we waited for so long for the fucking prequels and look right. what happened oh god that was <laughs> just a big giant shit on all of us <laughs> <laughs> all right so mike why don't you go ahead and get into our next piece of movie news here well, okay, so the next piece of the movie news, everybody on the internet has already pretty much fucking seen it, but the uh, the new Star Wars trilogy uh, fucking trailer, the, um, but looks like Disney teased the new Star Wars trilogy to take us through to 2030. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a, a space time there, but uh, <clears throat> looks like we're going through, you know, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. We just got the trailer for it. Everyone's watching it. Um, you know, looks fucking awesome, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I, I think it's it's actually pretty incredible to, you know, talk about the new trailer taking us through to that length of a time. I mean, yep. we're talking to, you know, which I'm happy about because it'll be more new movies coming out when all of us, you know, have other people that we can show them to or like, right. you know, I'm, I'm going to have a kid and I can show my kid new movies in 2030 of the best movie franchise in ever. my opinion, ever. <laughs> so I, I think I think that is really really incredible that they're they're making out that that plan. And obviously everybody has their theories of where it's gonna go. But I, I think it's it's you know very exciting news. Yeah, definitely to hear that there could be another trilogy after Episode Nine. Mm -hmm. Just to think about where they're gonna go from there. I mean, obviously I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna you know move away from Luke, Leia, basically the whole Skywalker family. Well, yeah. And you know, go from there. But I'm definitely excited to see what what that'll hold. TJ, uh, my only fear is that they'll overdo it. True. Um, Very fair. Because when you have a proverbial cash cow that is Star the Wars. Star Wars franchise, mm -hmm. yes, uh, you're gonna try to milk it. As a company like Disney, you're gonna try to milk it. Well, they bought it for four billion. They have to milk it at this oh, point. Oh yeah. Oh, oh they've uh, they're on their well, well on their way to already making that money back. Yeah. But yeah. Um. I mean, be, I mean, not just through the movie sales. I mean, you got to keep in mind they sell. They they now own all of the characters and they own all of the merchandise. That's where they're making their money. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, that's where Lucas made all of his fucking money. Fox was smart enough to retain that merchandising rights. So like. Nope. So my, I don't. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be negative and say like, oh god, they're gonna fuck it up. No, I'm just saying that my only fear is that if they really want to say, oh, we're gonna make all these movies and all this stuff, I just hope that they don't just try to make movies for the sake of making movies without putting much thought into it. You know, right. I don't want, it, I don't want it to become a cash machine. True, and you know, Disney is that weird company that can easily like make a franchise go on and make money from it but still make it good so i i, I guess i'm not as worried about it because i know disney makes great movies like everyone like my wife especially there's a lot of people out there that are so sick of the marvel movies and i get it 
yeah. but they're always entertaining. They're never a bore. They're always pretty true to as true as they can be to the comic while still, you know, making it Hollywood capable. Exactly. Yeah. So in terms of that, Disney is very, very good at doing that. Disney is pretty good, yeah. So I, I, I guess that's not as big of a fear for yeah, there, me. There's other, there's other uh, studios that I would be much more afraid of that with. But, right. You know. well, there's always that, you know, it's, it's always in the back of my tale. mind, like, you know, hmm. The cautionary <laughs> tale of Supernatural. Right. All right, guys. So I did have a little news segment about the Stephen King It trailer, but there has been so many good trailers that have come out, like, so recently that... Um, I'm not going to link to anything. You guys can just go on YouTube and watch it. But three major trailers have dropped within like the past two weeks. Uh, Stephen King's It, Thor Ragnarok, and of course, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Watched all three of these. Now, the It trailer, should I just say, holy fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it looks really, really good. Yeah. I can't wait to see this movie. Uh, it seems very, very true to the book. There were things uh, in the trailer that were not in the very first like t- made-for-TV movie adaptation that were in this trailer. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That house, like that creepy-ass house that was in the middle yep. of the street. And they're like, oh. I'm like, I know that house. Yeah, Fuck up shit happens there. It's going to it's gonna be good. I mean, they, I kind of was chatting with you about this a little earlier, but they did like this stack up. It wasn't, you know, the official trailer. They took the official trailer, stacked it up with, I believe, either the trailer or scenes that mirrored yep. in the original movie. Yep, and I it, think it I just, saw that, too. It looks so fucking good. Like. <laughs> I'm, I I could not be more excited about it. I can see why Stephen King was ecstatic to say, yeah. "Yep, I'm I really like this." I, I was gonna say because I know that some people were kind of like, "Oh, Stephen King, whatever." Like it doesn't mean anything. People, you know, said that it's gonna be good and it's terrible. You know, original creators and stuff. And mm-hmm. after watching that trailer, um, I'll say that I think I don't think Stephen King is lying. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. he's trying to make a buck. I think he's legit on what he's saying about it well even from my point of view i am not a horror movie type of guy me either like i i'm just i'm they don't interest me like horror thrillers like alien like that movie was great but it wasn't like a standalone like horror film right um but i mean that being said this movie looks like horrific like it looks scary as shit but it also looks true to the book, which I, which I have read, and you know, well, actually, I listened to an audio tape. But still, it it looks so fucking good it does. that I can't help but be excited uh, yeah. for this horror film. Yeah, I'm not a horror movie guy at all, and yeah. even I'm kind of watching it like, yeah, this <laughs> might be uh, this worth a watch. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's nice when you find that rare horror movie that's actually a good movie and not just a jump scare piece of garbage. I will say most. there was one part in the trailer that I was like. It was a very little thing, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people missed it. There's a scene where it, like Pennywise, was like, like this much of his face above his nose was like hanging out above water. Yeah, his eyes were glowing like bright yellow. I saw that. But there was no glowing like yellow eyes in the reflection of the water. They just too, looked like two black holes. Oh, oh that's cool. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. that. That's yeah, some, that's it, well, it only shows it for like detail. a split second. So right. like I, I saw the eyes, but yes. I didn't notice the reflection. The reflection—it wow, was just like two black holes. It would look fucking cool. So yeah, that's definitely. I'm, I'm pumped about that, Mike. Well, uh, let's get on to a next trailer that came out Thor Ragnarok what do you think about that so I mean honestly it it looks fucking awesome I've always been a fan of the Thor movies I mean, obviously, sometimes they get a little corny or whatever, you know. Yeah. Very... I th- I, in my opinion, I, I think Thor has was like the weakest 
of the like standalone like Avengers characters movies. When they first, I thought, like, the, see, like if you, I if thought you don't the first talk. one was really really good. The second one was lacking in yeah. my opinion. So you're saying like if you take just like the first movie, like you like the first Iron Man, the first yeah yeah. I mean Thor, I can kind of see it, like, but I was so excited for the Thor series just because it's Thor. I've, I've, well yeah, I've always loved that <laughs> shit. I think it's fucking incredible. Right. Um, but you know it's. Plus Anthony Hopkins as Odin, but the uh, Anthony Hopkins, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. But you know this this new movie looks you know funny. If, you, if I'm sure you've seen the trailer, if you haven't, um, you know just how it gets all serious and it's oh man, there's gonna be some big brawl and then he, yeah, you know just goofy shit. It's that's what I like about you know that those kinds of movies that Marvel's been doing. And I and I think Marvel's coming into their own a little bit. Like I remember like I went back and I watched the very first Thor trailer for the first movie. And it was like all serious. It was no comedy at all. Yeah. Um, and I think they took cues from like the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers because mm-hmm. those are always like they have like classic rock bands playing and it's just like funny, but like, yeah. also some serious parts. And that's what the that Thor Ragnarok trailer was like too. Um, and especially at the end of the trailer when uh, Thor's in an arena about to fight someone. And the announcer is like, now introducing the Incredible. And then Hulk smashes through the fucking door. Yeah. And he's like, yes! <laughs> so excited to see his buddy. <laughs> right? And everyone's confused. Like, oh, these guys are fighting to the death. What the fuck is he cheering for? Oh yeah. It's just like, oh, he's a friend from work. And then yeah. they fight anyway. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see uh, this this new Thor movie. Um it's def- the most excited I've been for a standalone Thor movie. So yeah, it it looks about it does look pretty best. good. Yeah, it does. It does. It All right, like a semblance of planet. So Hulk. our interim host TJ, yeah. the last trailer that recently came out that I pretty much creamed my pants over, <laughs> the Star Wars: The Last Jedi Episode Eight. What do you think about that? Um, as always with early trailers. Super cryptic. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It was just like super vague, and it was just like random flashes of scenes and like dramatic music and random lines. You're like, what does that mean? Ooh. Yeah. So, but well, of course the, uh, of course you know there's the line in there where um, you know Luke says a thing about the end of the Jedi. Oh yeah. He said to, the Jedi need to end, which Je- I have a theory about. Right. So. Basically, obviously, that's that was the one. I didn't take a whole lot from the trailer. I mean, obviously, it gets you hyped. Yep. But there wasn't much material to take from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it is just a teaser, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, but that line that he says, it that's that's the one thing in that trailer. It's like, oh man, like what is you know what does he mean by that? You know? Yeah, Mike. Well, I mean, if you're asking what uh, what he means by that, <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm not saying what no. do you mean. I'm I mean, I think the trailer was. Well, I think the trailer was fucking cool as shit. Yeah, I mean, of course. it's you know, like you and I were chatting a little bit. The uh, that iconic, you know, talking through call it that yes. that old Ben was giving to Luke. Oh. So, um, you know, when he was channeling the force and so, trying to... So to give you guys, like, a little backstory. So when I first saw the trailer, and I instantly got excited, because obviously we're huge Star Wars nerds. Mark Hamill is narrating throughout the trailer, and he the first, he's like, breathe, breathe, reach out, which is the exact same shit Obi-Wan told Luke while he was trying to train him in the ways of the force on the Millennium Falcon. They're the exact same words, and fucking Luke Skywalker is repeating them. I'm assuming in the film he's going to be saying them to Rey, uh, and, and it was, uh, I I lost my mind over that. I thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, I th- I mean that, and that is a majority of the actual teaser trailer is yep. that, which I think is great. And then, you know, the last line of, 
Um, I think it's like there's only one thing I see as truth that the Jedi must end. Yes. Um, which, again, there's going to be a lot of theories on that. But, but you know, I think it's a very simple theory because I'm just basing it off of other you know, like movies I've seen. Like, imagine a movie where, you know, obviously someone they're try- like someone's trying to find someone who can help them. They finally find that person, and that person wants fucking nothing to do with it. I think Luke is basically in the beginning of eight. This is my theory. He's like a shell of a broken man because uh, Kylo Ren betrayed him, um, started, you know, doing really bad shit, and it just broke Luke. So Luke wants nothing to do with it. So I'm assuming in the beginning of the film, uh, Ray's going to be trying to convince Luke to, like, teach her the ways of the Force. He could be like, no, fuck off. And then, you know, later on in the film, he'll, like, yeah. be like, okay, let's, let's get that this shit going. That's probably the most practical theory I've ever yeah. heard that's, on yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> yeah. yeah, if if it's not <laughs> that, I'd be very surprised, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I honestly... That's where that line came from, the Jedi need to end. He's basically just, like, a shell of a broken man at, this, at that point in the film. And then, you know, he'll obviously start training her. Uh, later on. That's pretty solid forecasting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And uh, let's get into our uh, one of our last bits of movie news here. So cool. I know it is. I can't wait. So, it is said Disney is going to cast Carrie Fisher in Episode 9 without CGI. I'm curious as to how they're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was actually reading up a little bit more on it. And I, I mean, because that was my first take was how the hell are you going to manage that? Um, right. But I guess they were talking about using a bunch of previously shot footage. Yep. Um, to kind of sp- obviously very creative editing. I would yes. imagine those editors have their work cut out for them. But it will, are they so going to basically like copy paste her into stuff? Like, kind, kind of. of yeah. It, there I, will be CGI, but it's it'll still look like not like Tarkin in Rogue One. Yeah. CGI. No. I mean, they're not they're or, not going to try or, to or to, um, like interpose her 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 like image and shit. That I was going to say or like Tron. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But, and and I think that that's a really creative way of doing it. And obviously, I think a really nice. You know, homage to one of the most iconic figures, obviously in the whole series, and you know, an unfortunate passing before mm-hmm. you know the the work was complete. Call it, you know, before the her time. Let's call it right. So yeah, I'm definitely excited. She was, obviously the directors had previously said she had big plans for nine. So in order to change the script for nine, would have just been. I think wouldn't have made the movie as good because I think no. they have a grand exit for this trilogy. Sure. And so I, I, I'm interested to see how it turns out. I I definitely want their... And they, they also said that the reason, another reason why her passing was so devastating to the series is because in 9 is when Luke and Leia were going to have like their reunion. So, uh. so that's why it was devastating to the script and the story. So. Sure. Uh, you know, as long as as long as they do it well, I don't care. Um, yeah. And they like they pay tribute, you know, to her character. Yeah, you don't know, fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Basically, yeah, I, yeah. I think that they will change the script. I, oh, I think some they, they have, have to. to. They yeah. have to change something to some extent. Yes. I just think that they are probably finding ways to minimalize the changes. But yes. I think that they'll, they'll probably have to make at least one very significant change to make it work. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure they will, and they'll have to work around it. I mean, they have the time. They, they have do. To, what yeah. uh, was it? May or something? Well, 2019? Han Solo comes out in 2018. So they're doing a Star Wars movie every year. Okay. So um, yeah. So this year is going to be Last Jedi. Next year is going to be Han Solo, and then the. 
and 2019 is going to be the last is yeah, that's right, the last 19. iteration of that. So. Yeah, okay. so they have a couple of years to really hammer it out. I mean, right. in movie year or movie time, that's not crazy long, but right. Yeah. All right, and um, actually, as a surprise for Mike here, you didn't even know about this, did you? I got a little Maybe. something surprise for you. So I do have one last bit of movie news here, and Mike has no idea about. I hope he doesn't know about it. I, maybe. Don't look at my screen, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> so, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic mm. video game reboot. Oh plan. yeah, oh. that's oh. gonna be so fucking good. So guys, uh, if you haven't noticed, obviously we are very huge fans of Star Wars. One of our favorite games like almost of all time was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic made by Bioware who also made the game Mass Effect is what they're most famously known for um basically and Dragon Age yeah and Dragon Age yes. should be known for KOTOR <laughs> yeah they should be known for KOTOR but uh basically there's a quote by someone and I'm just gonna read it all out here for Mike uh, I've learned now that Bioware Austin pretty much is now exclusively working on Star Wars games, and they're going to be doing that for the indefinite future. Mm. What they're currently working on right now, and I have this on good authority, is a sort of remake slash revival of Knights of the Old Republic. I That's don't know when this is set to come out, but it has been in development for a little while now. It's the best fucking game. <laughs> I don't really know how that game will end up. I've heard that it isn't exactly a remake anymore, but it started as a remake revivals type thing now it's kind of going into that blueprint of its own sort of original thing i guess we'll see uh what that turns out to be so well i mean okay everybody if you haven't played this game so just you know, buy it, if, yeah it, it, well, buy you an should. original xbox but i'm sure that you've played yeah because <laughs> i've tried the pc too i've tried Steam. the pc version but the controls are wonky they are wonky. they're really wonky and uh and it glitches out constantly believe me otherwise i'd be playing it all the time but there's fucking this is like one of those first games almost before Fable or right in that same time frame. It was in that same time frame, yeah. Where choices were becoming a thing in video games where they actually affected things that happened. They affected your character. They affected, as, yeah. you know, as opposed to, yeah. exactly. As opposed to everyone getting a huge boner over Mass Effect fucking, which first two games, great. Third game, eat my balls. Um, so, Andromeda apparently is in that same category. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I, I've, um, I've heard it's better than... Well, story-wise, it's better than three. But. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't get worse. Or you can't get, yeah, you can't get worse than an A, B, or C choice. And then the fucking studio telling you, oh, it won't be an A, B, or C choice. Yes, it will. And it has the same fucking outcome, except for different color explosions. Stupid. But, yeah, I just, I, I'm, you could make a guy jump off a cliff and give you his money. That was the greatest part of Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> I remember that. You can use your force persuasion and basically stop a guy robbing someone else, and then you make him give him... You make him give you his money, and then you just go, oh, go jump off that bridge. And he's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. We get to the bottom faster that way. Yeah, it's the like, what fucking the fuck? best. It's, I, I remember when we first played that at your I old, old house, we were just laughing. Game. I was like, what? <laughs> Did that best. just happen? Yeah, that's exciting. I'm glad that you, that's fucking awesome. I'm really excited for yeah. that. Now, the other thing, too, is that I, I will say I'll be the uh, de I'll be, um, devil's advocate here and say that. No. I stop running on our parade. TJ. I'm sorry. I have almost entirely given up on getting excited about upcoming video games. Very I've almost true. completely given up because yeah. the the hype train the hype train is gets too much. so fast and so like huge, and it's like but then then it comes out and no matter what 
everyone is disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because every because everybody leaks all the d- details and stuff, or they leak fake details, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's gonna have this, this, and this, and then it has none of it, and everybody's like, what the fuck? This game sucks, dick. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean that's but that's this is more of a revival of of one of the. I mean, I agree with you, but this is more of a revival. It's kind of like. Um, how ukulele was supposed to be a revival, and I guess we're getting a little too deep into video games now. We but, are. Uh, real quick, a ukulele is supposed to be a revival of Banjo-Kazooie, which was a great game that I used to love. And No one knows what you're talking about. I've heard, I, I do, actually. I've heard that Listener it does was. not play well. I've heard after the first level it's not too great, but I'll have to buy it and see. Well, my my point is, when it comes to Star Wars, and especially Knights of the Old Republic, it was a completely new storyline in the Star Wars universe. Yep. So basically, like you almost can't do wrong. No, you can't. You really can't. Even Star Wars Knights of the Republic two, which was not like the like obviously the first one was better. It was awesome. The second one was still great. It was. So I mean, I guess no matter what they do, as long as they make the story good. I, I honestly, I well, don't there's care. there's millions of years, well maybe thousands of years, but million. I I want to say just a, just a great expanse of untapped Star Wars universe yes, timeline, of course, because it's not all, uh, you know, oh, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, the Empire. It there was a great Sith Empire long before that shit that they could tap into. Yep, I agree. All right, so I just want to throw that out there. Hope it's I awesome. uh, hope I made your day, it's Mike. Fucking incredible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our main topic here, which is of course Ghost in the Shell original versus remake. So this is going to be kind of interesting because we have two people, Mike and TJ, who have seen the original and can compare and contrast them, where I have not. So I'm going in this completely fresh. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see two different points of view versus someone who hasn't seen it and someone who has. So uh, let's start. Let's just get this shit out of the way. Okay. The whitewashing controversy. Who cares? If you guys didn't see this movie because you're all butthurt that a white girl is playing this role, you're you're dumb. I'm sorry. You're you're you're, you're dumb. I'm sorry. Well, the the thing the thing too is that I don't think people realize is that yes, uh, Japanese character. However. <laughs> She looks white as fuck. Well, in the original cartoon, or not cartoon, I shouldn't say cartoon, animated, um, she looks European for a yeah. reason because she's, she's an robot. android. Yeah, she's and a cyborg. And she was designed robot. to look that way. So yeah. I, I understand. There, I'm not saying whitewashing isn't a problem. Yeah. There because is whitewashing. It totally is. But. Yes, I agree. There, the only time whitewashing pissed me off, and only at the beginning, was the Doctor Strange, uh, the Ancient One. Yeah. The the Ancient One, if you look at the Doctor Strange comics, like, the Ancient One is a very, very stereotypical Chinese bald man with a fucking mustache that, like, hangs down to his belly and wearing, you know, basically samurai robes. Like, very stereotypical Asian, you know, person. And they replaced it. With Tilda fucking Swinton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> but I saw the movie, and you know what? The movie was still fucking great. The movie was really good. So I wasn't, like, while it made me say, okay, what the fuck? It, like, I wasn't butthurt over it. And especially when you, like, there was, there's clips you can go and see online where they interview people in Japan about the upcoming Ghost in the Shell movie. And they didn't give a shit. They're like, oh, yeah, she looks great. Why? Why would I care if she's not Asian? 
Like, no one else cared. <laughs> well, and they even pay, like, in the movie, you, and this is not in any way a plot or spoiler, mix-up or whatever, but in the movie, they even play homage to the fact that she was an Asian girl. That's true. Yeah, like, they, do. they don't, it's not like they just say, oh, she was some white chick. No. She was Asian. Yeah, she yes. was fucking Asian, and yep. the android version of her is white, European-esque-looking woman. Yes. So, it it's, it's really sad that, like, we as Americans take shit too seriously sometimes. Sometimes I take shit too seriously. But <laughs> when you have people literally from Ch- like Japan saying, oh, yeah, she looks great. Like, I don't care at all. But we're over here in America going, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. Like, just calm the fuck it's down. It's getting offended for other people, You're, which is yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> right. You're just being offended for the sake of being a dickhead. I don't yeah, know. It's true. But it is an excellent movie. It is a great um, movie. Now, Pat saying that I've actually, I've actually seen the original animated like series okay. that they came out with, and uh, this was Stand-alone based complex. off of yeah. Okay. This was based off of the original animated movie, like okay. the motion much picture. older. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Because um, I got into a huge anime kick there for a while, but. Uh, you know, so TJ is going to have a lot more comparison to this, but in right. terms of like the actual, I guess, world that it's in, I thought they did a really good job. I mean, they did it, a fantastic it, job. You know, showing obviously like new Neo Tokyo, super future, friggin'. <laughs> yeah, they, as far as visuals go, they pretty much knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only thing that was a little odd to me was there were there was a contrasting. And I'm talking about environment, talking yeah. about the city. Yes. There was this weird disparity between two different parts of the city that you see. You see the big, like, neon glowing, you know, city with all the tall buildings and all of, like, the holograms. Like mm-hmm. downtown And all that stuff, like yeah. that. And then you see the really, like, overpopulated, poor, dirty, nasty mm-hmm. part of the city. And while that's kind of cool, in the original movie, the entire city was like that. The entire city was dirty. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, there, I mean, they, there was a couple scenes in the original movie where they're on the freeway and stuff where things maybe look a little nicer when you're going past the big tall buildings. But they didn't have the holograms and all the bright colors and stuff. The thing about – one of the things that I think caught people's attention about the original Ghost in the Shell was that it was very – how do I put this? It was not vibrant. It yeah. was very dull. It, I wouldn't say dull, but it's just very. Um, I mean, I guess maybe maybe dull. Yeah, drab. For but, lack of a better word, right? Dull. But it's because it's supposed to invoke a sort of emotion. It, it, yeah, like a more depressing dystopian type of vision. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that was a little bit weird to me because there there was like this one part of the city that was just like pretty colors and you know crazy good times and there's music playing and all this shit and I'm like I don't know that just seemed a little bit out of place. Well even you know and I see where you're coming from but I mean coming from an outsider who hasn't seen the original like even with like the holograms and you know all the stuff that they had in the movie it's still kind of not maybe as much. Again, I haven't seen the original, but yeah. maybe not as much. But it still looked 
kind of depressing. Oh no, it was still depressing, but it was in a different way. It was, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was it was not depressing from the sky view, but when they were walking on the streets, it was more so depressing. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was always raining. I noticed. Yeah. It was. Yes, it was. It was always raining, <laughs> like, and there was always fucking Seattle <laughs> like street urchins essentially <laughs> right. running around. So that mm-hmm. was that was just something I had noticed in there, um, and like just wide open yakuza bars and shit. <laughs> yep. it was just, I, I thought that was really neat. And, and by the way, uh, if we didn't state this before, there will be spoilers. Sorry, that's gonna happen. But it's not really. I mean, spoiler. It's. I mean, we're gonna go we're gonna through talk about parts stuff. of the movie yeah, that may spoil it for you. Yep. So yeah. Um, I loved. Basically, what I realized, if if well, let me ask you this, TJ. Did the story, like, change really at all from the original? Yes. It did Heavily. drastically. Heavily. Okay. Um. That was one of the that that is the one thing about this movie. Now I went in being I went in as a hater. Okay. Like, so <laughs> so I went in as a hater and I came out thinking, okay, that movie was a lot better than I expected. Okay. However, the ways they changed the story, still that's the one thing that really I do not like about that movie because what was very interesting about the original was that. It really makes you think. It makes you think about what is humanity, what is artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. what is consciousness, and it really, really makes you think. And okay. uh, this movie doesn't do that. This movie is very cut and dry. I mean, it does make you think a little bit. It does make you think a little bit because, like, in my mind when I saw it, I was like, oh, like, okay, holy shit, like, what would happen if we mixed, you know – you know, put a living like soul, a living brain, you know, with with their own thoughts and personality into mm-hmm. a robot. Like, what would happen at right. that point? So, it, in a way, it did, but I'm assuming in the anime, it went more detailed. Right. And the the other thing about the original movie is that you did you don't learn the backstory of Major Kusanagi. Okay. At all. At you, nothing. Nothing. You do. You know. You there is. They did recreate that scene in the beginning where she's being created, and like there's like the white covering yeah. on yes. the uh, android body that then like breaks off. That's that's a direct remake of what was in the original movie. That's the opening credit scene. Is that that, that was a great scene? Basically. So, um, well, it's not the opening scene because they have an opening scene and then they have opening credits. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's during the opening credits and. Um, so you don't get to learn anything about her backstory, and she already knows her name is Motoko Kusanagi. Oh, she already knew yes. that in the original. Yeah, the really? name is already known. She her name is Major Motoko uh, Motoko Kusanagi. That's that's her name. Okay. Because mm. in the movie, she didn't find out her real name until like the end. Right. Yeah. So okay. basically, she already she already knows her name, but she has no idea. She doesn't have anything. She doesn't know anything about her past. Yeah. The whole thing that they did in this new movie with her, like you know, Fake how is how was I created and all this stuff. None of that matters at all in the original okay. movie. Yeah, and it actually they actually end up in the original movie. They end up chasing a an artificial intelligence, for lack of a better term. Although this artificial intelligence does not refer to himself as such. Okay. Um, Project Twenty Five O One. So there it was called Project Twenty Five Two Five Seven One in this movie, but Twenty Five O One is in the original, and he doesn't actually have a body he is an artificial intelligence that was created by a government agency for hacking purposes okay and goes rogue and basically starts trying to um achieve a higher level of consciousness yeah yeah it's one of those so basically it's it's a really deep uh philosophical movie okay so 
on one hand, while I under I I don't like the differences necessarily because I thought that they made it too easy. Yes. And I thought that they made it, it it's it's predictable. It's like you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's like, "Oh, is she going to say no at the end, you know, going into this other network?" Of course she is. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, duh. Like, you knew that from, like, <laughs> you know, as soon as it was suggested, you know, she's going to say no. And also right. the whole, like, oh, we knew each other. Oh. Yeah, yeah that was kind of hokey. Yeah, and, like, so I, I mean, you could tell that that was, I mean, I still thought it was but, a good movie. Right, but, but on, the, on the other hand, I understand why they did a lot of what they did because right. this is a Hollywood movie. Yep, they need right. to make money on it. They, they need to get do. people to come in and see it. <laughs> If you tried to put out a live action like, uh, iteration of the original '95 animated film, like word for word, yeah, if, it probably would. It, it would not go make that much money it, because yeah. it's 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 not as accessible. Because right. there's a lot of people that you know are wanting that intellectual philosophical experience, but a lot of people don't. They want yeah. base explosions. They want explosions. <laughs> they want base explosions. And uh, speaking of explosions, that's one thing I really did like they, about they this movie. The job. sound was so good. Oh yeah. The sound the, yeah. the sound was so good. The soundtrack was fantastic. The sound the mm-hmm. score was amazing. The score was very good. And then, you know, as a homage in the final credits, they played the original. Yes. The original they played yeah. the yeah. original, yes. That but I great. also, I will say, I do like a lot of movies like this because I, I like a lot of anime. And some animes I like are super, like, cliche, like, stereotypical bullshit animes that people are all like, oh, those are dumb and weeb. But <laughs> weeb. Um, Some of them are weeb. Yeah, but. Can you explain what weeb is? A weeb is, <laughs> <laughs> a weeb is someone who's, like, super boner hard about, like, Japanese culture. Yeah, oh, okay. Japanese weeaboo. culture. Weeaboo. Like, yeah, it's short for weeaboo. weeaboo. Okay. But, See, I'm not in the anime yeah. as much there's very few anime shows i actually like and watch so well, see but that's why i like these movies because it kind of on occasion will open up a new person to anime right and like, make them want to explore maybe the original ghost in the shell now they'll look it up and say oh well i wonder what that was like and they'll go watch it and maybe they'll like it maybe and see, they'll watch more anime when i saw this movie I, my intention that night if it wasn't so fucking late would yeah. be like i wanted to watch the original movie. 95, because I believe it's on Hulu. Is uh, it? I think it is. Yes. It's either nice. on Hulu or Netflix. It's on one of those they, two. They released it on Hulu or Netflix. I think it might be Netflix well, um, because no. of the release of this movie, I thought. It's probably on Hulu. I think it's Hulu. Mm. Yeah. Because they, they actually did have, there's a, they did a Ghost in the Shell Arise yeah. seri- miniseries that yes. was on Netflix, but yeah, I don't think the original movie is on there. But yeah, um, like I really wanted to watch I still haven't watched it yet. Um, but I mean, coming from an outside perspective, um, the CGI in this movie, I felt was done very tastefully. It wasn't overdone. Um, I thought the action portions were great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while TJ is comparing it to the other, you know, 95 anime film, you know, going into it from a fresh mind, um, if you can get over your high horse and the whitewashing shenanigans, it was a very, very good movie. Um, I loved the fact that they tried to, you know, in the beginning when she's a robot, she's very like, oh, this is what I was designed for. Like, she's very robotic, like, mm-hmm. obviously she's a cyborg. But like, as the film progressed, you know, she started remembering who she was. She's from her former life. She started actually, I felt, started feeling emotions more. Uh, which I just thought it was tastefully done, in my opinion. And, you know, while TJ's comparing it to the original uh, where that never happened, you know, from my point of view, I thought it was tastefully done. Yeah. And I was very, very pleased with it. 
Well, yeah, basically what they did is they took the original idea behind it, adapted the whole AI story to make it more, like, personal as opposed to impersonal. Like, they knew each other, all of that. And then there was a a major character development, like, arc where it was... You know, I'm, maybe I'm not so robotic. You know, I matter more, so on and so forth. Because in the beginning, whenever she'd talk about herself, it would always, always so bleak and inhuman. Right. And you know, over the course of time, it became more and more. You know, she became part of humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are some favorite you know scenes from this movie that you guys liked? Uh, I'll say the. Um... <laughs> and I guess I'm biased because this was actually a scene that was in the original. Uh, when they're chasing uh, the guy who was driving the garbage truck. Oh, yeah, the garbage chasing, men. And they're chasing him through. Now, they did. What, the, what was interesting about that was that in the original movie, there was a garbage. The garbage truck thing happened, basically. Mm-hmm. But the guy who they were chasing was someone else that was associated with the guys in the garbage truck. They sort gotcha. of condensed it. So the guy in the garbage truck was the same guy. Sure. doesn't really matter. Right. But they they still had the same scene where they're chasing him down this alleyway and you look up and it's just apartments, like dirty ass, like crammed together apartments, like as far as the eye can see. And it's like through this alleyway that's flooded out. Right. And I'm like, that was perfectly done. Like yeah. that was, ex- it was almost exactly the same. That was actually one of my favorite scenes too. When yeah. she, that was neat. she starts chasing the dude and and like out into this courtyard that's covered in water, which by the way, I thought they were walking on water when I saw the trailer. Yeah, it's, and I it's was like, like what the fuck? It's like a spillway. It's yeah. like a spillway, yeah. but there's like concrete underneath, and then they have that that fight. Yeah, and yep. she, Scarlett Johansson's character is invisible and just beating the shit out of this guy. But yeah, what's what's really awesome is in the original, um, she actually breaks his arm and both of his legs, like oh, literally nice. twists nice. them and snaps them. Nice. Yeah. Which I was nice. hoping they would do. They didn't quite do that this time, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, it was PG-13. Yeah, I, I know. Just it down a bit. But, yeah, I thought that scene was great. What mm. about you, Mike? Well, I'd have to say it was it was a conglomerate of scenes where the leading up to this, where it was, you know, I'm Major Kusanagi. 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 And I give my consent and so on and so forth whenever certain things are happening, data downloads, shit like that. Deep dives. Um, and at a certain point, the coolest character in the whole fucking movie, the leader of Sector 9... Right, sector Sec- nine. Section nine. Section nine. Uh, this Armaki, Chief this Armaki, old motherfucker who is like a badass, yes. is like going around. People try to like murder him. He's like, no, nah, I don't think so. He just has a revolver and a he bunch of dudes <laughs> with automatic weapons, and yeah. he kills all of them. And um, you know, eventually, climax of the movie. Obviously, they get the bad guy, but he sits there and he's like, hey, do I have your consent? to shoot this fucking dude in the face. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and I'm Major Kusanagi, and I give my consent. Yeah, oh, and, and you just hear, like, face. two gunshots is fucking incredible. I thought that was that was probably my favorite scene just yep. because I, I like the build to it. Um, yeah. especially that was because, a great build. Yeah. Well, especially because, you know, she could give her consent for a whole bunch of shit, and then at a certain scene in the movie... She she was told her consent was never needed, right? And that a, she doesn't yeah. matter. It was a facade, yeah. Yeah, right. and so you know, giving her that power again at the end was kind of a nice bit of humanity. It was, it was great. And another one of my favorite scenes, and TJ might disagree because this again was not in the original anime. Film. Doesn't mean it was a bad scene. Doesn't mean it was a bad scene, but I I loved the fact that they tried to get you know they exposed her backstory before she became the robot. Um, I thought that was I thought that was a nice touch. There was a scene where basically the doctor who created her, you know, saves her life 
um, and gives her like you know a package which is like her old identity mm-hmm. you know old shit about her past and she goes to an apartment complex and goes to the goes to her old apartment and her mom who we didn't know at the beginning when she opened the door it was actually her old self's mom um who opened the door and you know invited her in for tea and she's like starting to as the conversation between this old you know chinese lady and um major japanese lady japanese lady sorry racist sorry (laughs) racist (laughs) so when they're having a conversation she's starting to realize as this is happening that you know her old self was this person's daughter Mm -hmm. and she like and that's another that's another scene where her humanity her humanity started popping through a little bit because she visibly looked uncomfortable yeah so like she yeah so i thought that was a no, that was scene. a cool scene like even though that um i wasn't necessarily a fan of that plot line that was yeah. a good scene yeah i yeah. like yeah. that uh any any other scenes that you guys liked i mean i just like that culmination of the whole consent thing but yes. I, the, I mean the movie was overall if it was standalone it was still good it i mean was. The, the idea behind it was good of course it was cliche and had a lot of it like did. oh this is gonna happen now oh this is gonna happen now but it's I'd be hard pressed to find most movies that don't have that shit nowadays um, yeah it's pretty difficult to find shit like that so in terms of visually pleasing I'd you know give it a good oh, good yeah. rating and oh, yeah. and the story itself was you know fairly good um, for Hollywood standards it was yeah, very yeah. good yeah um, another thing I, I love that they try to add like humor in this film as well like the whole film is based around like bionic enhancements that humans can do yep. to themselves whether it be eyes arms like anything to make themselves Cyber bionic. Liver. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, I'm getting to that so I, I love that whole thing and the and basically there's a scene where this one guy's like oh you got a new enhancement he's like yeah bionic liver I could drink for days <laughs> it's yeah. just like oh shit <laughs> like I just thought good. that was pretty I, funny I'm glad that they did address that that bionics are already a thing yes because that was already a major part like in the original movie and even the other series that they've made like Mm -hmm. like a scene that's basically the whole story of the entire franchise is that you know we're on this like cusp of like like where are we like are we human or are we not yeah all of these bionic enhancements with the and i think that it touches on a more base point going deeper into it like the advancements of technology where does it end where is it too far and, right. and what is too much and some people have different thoughts like one of the people in uh sector six section nine, nine. nine. god dude yeah, uh, one of the difference. people in section nine is 100 percent human refuses yes. to get any enhancements yeah that's at um uh uh so i mean and I, I, I can't remember now so, and i'm sure that either. there's always it shows people togusa different, togusa togusa yeah it shows people's different point of views on technology where mm-hmm. i mean there's the same in the world today where some people refuse to use smartphones and some people refuse to you know use certain things because that's that's too deep you know maybe they could hack into your brain or whatever garbage right. you know so it's you know, the, it just shows a, a still a varied viewpoint on that advanced technology that's becoming so normal. Right. I think it was also, I think the movie, the original anime, again, I haven't seen it, but I also think that it, it was kind of addressing because in 95, you know, we thought VCRs, like, or were... Or DVD, it would be DVD players, <laughs> well, they were, but they were new then. Yeah, they were, like, brand yeah, new. we brand, thought brand DVDs new. were, like, shit. the yeah. best thing in the world, and even back then, I'm pretty sure people were like, okay, how much further is technology gonna take us? Yeah. So I honestly think, even though I haven't seen it, that the anime film was kind of, like, 
kind of like showing us where we possibly could be in the future and you know like what side are you on are you on the side that says you know yes by like bionic enhancements are great is technology is amazing or are you on the side that's like slightly scared of what you know technology can do to us in the future yeah and what's interesting is that actually the original movie doesn't address that question as much as the series that mike was talking about yeah and that's that's what i always liked too because that's that was such an interesting part of the series was i mean how far are you willing to allow technology to go and how far you know integrated into the world are you going to let it make you and that's a big debate that everyone has where you know generation baby boom is saying like oh cell phones are depersonalizing people and now nobody talks to each other and shit but that's i mean that's all based on personal choice if somebody is like that or not i don't think technology forces people into that but that's my personal view yeah yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, I really want to see the anime film now, just to see. You how should. It it's it's really good. Yeah. Now, just keep now just keep in mind that you you have to listen. <laughs> like, yeah. If, uh, yeah, if you don't pay close attention, you're gonna get lost because see, yeah, it's it's a little convoluted. But once you actually see what's going on, you're like, holy shit! Like, yeah, you have to yeah. pay attention. See, that's the thing with anime for me. I'm a very like cut and dry type person. I like movies that are deep on occasion. But like with anime, like something, it has to be the right anime for me to actually get into it. Um, like the only animes I like were in terms of series were Trigun. Uh, yeah, yep, great good. fucking anime. Good. Trigun actually does get kind of deep. It yeah. does get deep. Like, like you don't realize it, and all of a sudden towards the end it starts getting real deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trigun, it's a good um, fucking anime. Dragon Ball Z, if you consider that anime. Oh, well, <laughs> barely. <laughs> right. And oh, yeah. then in terms of movies, like The Vampire Hunter D. Sure. I love yeah. that. Akita. Um, Akira's good, yeah. It's fucking Akita. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm not going to be an elitist prick about it. But um, uh, there's another one I'm forgetting, too. I don't know. I just can't. I can't watch anime. I am very picky when it comes to the animes I watch. And see, there's people like that too. It's like, oh, I can't watch English dubbed anime. I can't fucking watch English dubbed anime. It depends on what it is. The only English dubbed anime I can even tolerate is fucking Metal Gear Solid, uh, or not Metal Gear Solid. Sorry, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Because they did such a good dub to it. What about Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy Bebop has an amazing dub. Yeah, well, I didn't I, like Cowboy Bebop. I, I, I like I like doing the the subtitles because you're actually hearing the the flushed out emotion of the original voice actor who's really fucking trying to make that scene See, what it is. I instead of just trying to read a fucking translation, it's like, I oh, get the disagree. fuck out of here. I disagree. If I have to watch something with fucking subtitles, I don't want to watch it. Well, like, see, I and that's where there's well, so I don't, many good animes I, like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't mind subtitles, but if the thing is, if the dub is good, there's a lot of bad there, dubs. There's don't a, get there's me wrong. Like there's a lot of bad dubs. of the dubs are shit. That's not true, but there are a lot of bad dubs, but if they're good, I will absolutely watch it yeah. that way just because it's 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 easier because there are actually some voice actors in that world that i do like a lot yes. like that, that do the english voice acting i agree all right guys so anything else anything like i know tj touched on stuff he didn't like because of the changes made from the original was there anything you didn't like mike no i mean honestly no um there's nothing that made you go oh fucking bullshit no because again i didn't see the original movie i saw you know that series, the series yeah um but 
you know, it, they brought across the same point from the series that I liked so much about it, which was, you know, where's technology going? How far are we going to let it go? And they and they really they delved into it and they were like, hey, this is, you know, some people feel this way. Some people feel this way. And this is the way the world is, you know, currently. And these are the dangers. And, you know, so right. I, I like that a lot. I, and I don't I don't think there's anything in the movie that I said, oh, that's fucking stupid. Shouldn't have been in uh, there. I, I will say. <laughs> Couple, a couple little things, like as far apart from the story, mm-hmm. I thought that the villain, the corporate villain guy, terrible character, <laughs> just fucking awful. They didn't even fucking try. Like they were just like, <laughs> like as soon as he, he shows was up, bad man in shadow. Yeah, his first scene where he shows up, he's like, I'm a bad guy. Yeah, like you know, it was like, come on, are you kidding me? I'm pretty sure everyone knew at that point. Well, yeah, like, this guy's a prick. <laughs> well, I did. What I did like that they did is that they made Kuze look like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Or Project Twenty, you know, two five seven one, whatever you want to call him, and then they, they kind of switched over and it became, oh, it's actually this other guy. But you already knew that he wasn't a good guy. Yeah, that he was a piece From of the shit. second he showed up, it was yeah. just like so obvious. I was like, come on, that was pathetic. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, and then also, this is a little thing, but it bothered the crap out of me. Scarlett Johansson's walk. Yeah, what I, the fuck I know that bothered that? you like, so he, much. See, I. At first, I was bothered by it, and again, I never saw the anime. I uh, but at first, I was bothered by it. But I'm like, okay, she technically is a cyborg. Like she's trying to walk like a cyborg, I guess. And I'm pretty sure that was a uh, like a director's. Decision. It might have been, yeah. And I thought that too, which was frustrating because the whole point of the major's character is she's supposed to be the most humanoid, most sophisticated humanoid. Uh, android that's ever existed well, yeah. so she's supposed to look completely human and that was like super weird and robotic <laughs> like she, was just, like, yeah. she was just power walking she had like, she had, like her time. arms like sp- like way out like for some reason and was yeah. like swinging him yeah. all the fucking time and she just walked really weird I was like that was that was too much and, yeah. I, and it didn't really mesh well to when she fought cause when she fought she oh, looked smooth. fluid very smooth fuck. yes be smooth like I think that's what bothered me about it was that then when she went to you know in some scenes she was kind of robotic looking in other scenes she was very human and it was like there there was no consistency and it wasn't like she progressively got looking more human it was sort of random yeah which bothered me but that was that was a smaller thing right Uh, yeah other than that I mean it was a pretty good movie yeah I I was I will definitely buy it when it comes out I mean I don't buy movies but yeah I mean, well, yes, rare, you do rarely. Buy movies. No, I, I mean, I don't buy them because I, I, I will watch movies in the theater and then wait for them to come on Netflix or Hulu. <laughs> but not all movies come on Netflix or Hulu. Yeah, that's why I watch them in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I like to rewatch movies at my own will, so I like to buy movies. So uh, I will. Def- it's definitely one I will buy um, personally myself, and uh, well, yeah, we'll go on from there. Mm-hmm. All right, I think uh, we're gonna wrap up Ghost in the Shell. That was a good episode, guys. Um, we actually, guys, have another listener mail here on episode five, and this is actually from my coworker Amanda. I will not disclose your last name, Amanda. But she asks, what's the weirdest dream you ever had? So there's a story on why she's asking me this. But let's just, let, before we get to mine, 
Let's uh, let's go to TJ. TJ, what's what? the weirdest dream you've ever had? Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's a very. I very... have so many weird fucking dreams <laughs> that I forget about halfway through the day. I I couldn't pick one. Like I I don't have one that I had where I was just like. You didn't I'm stick go- with you at all. I've never had one that was weird enough than the rest to stick with me. Okay, Mike. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't fucking know. I don't remember. That's lame. It is. It. I. No joke. Cannot remember the last time I can remember a dream that I had. Like I wake up like ten times in the middle of the night every night. So it's just there's really no dreams happening. Okay. You know, makes me very tired most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is all on you, Patrick. So Amanda. So I told this to my coworker Amanda. So basically, one night, Mike, and I hope this doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. No, you're just weird for thinking about it. (laughs) I can't control my dreams, bro. So anyway, me, Mike, and Amanda were all sitting in my living room. To be clear, I don't even know who Amanda is. No, he has never met her, and I don't know why this came into my head. I'm just a fucked up person. Um, So we're all sitting in my living room, just chilling, randomly... Amanda goes, oh, I'm going to go shower. To which I didn't put up a fight. I'm just like, oh, okay, she's going to go shower. In real life, I'd be like, why the fuck are you using my shower? (laughs) But anyway, I I didn't question it at all. She went and was going to take a shower. Mike goes, I'm going to go shower too. (laughs) And so I was like, what the fuck, Mike? Amanda's in the shower right now. He's like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) So he goes in the shower as well. It is worth mentioning that when they w- both went into the shower, they ca- they were sober. When they came out, they were drunk as fuck. I don't know what happened. They had a shitload <laughs> of shower beers, apparently. And they were trying to get it on, and to which I was like, Mike, don't fucking do this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, don't do this in my house. <laughs> and so I pulled Mike out of the bedroom where you both are. And I'm yelling at you. You finally decide, okay, it's not a good idea. I'll go sit in the living room. Again, you're still naked. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we all know what Pat really mm, thinks about when he right. sleeps. <laughs> so then I had to go into my bedroom, which is where they were, and cover up Amanda with a blanket. And it's worth mentioning, Amanda, no, I didn't see anything. So fucking chill, okay? God. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's a- the... That's a weird fucking dream. It's a dude. weird fucking dream, dude. It makes I can't no help sense. It, it makes it, no it's, sense. It's just in real life, I'd be like, no, Amanda, right. you're not using my fucking shower. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> Ugh, I... That's not even the biggest problem with that whole thing. Well, I know. I'm yeah. just saying, but the whole that's thing, where it starts. Like it would have been avoided if, in my dream, I had said, no, you're not using my fucking shower. But yeah, I don't know why. You me guys either. have never met, and it's going to be really fucking awkward if you guys ever do meet. I mean, not really, because I don't care. I'm happily married. <laughs> Fuck, man, that's weird. It was super <laughs> weird. Um, no other listener mails this week, so I think that's going to wrap it up. Again, if you guys have any questions whatsoever, please email us at cinemafromthedarkside at gmail.com. And again, does not have to be movie-related. Obviously, we just answered a really weird fucking question. So it could be movie-related, life-related, pretty much any random question. Dream-related. Well, dream-related. We'll try to answer it. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening. It was a super fun episode. Hope to see you next time here on Cinema from the Dark Side Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.